Hey, ladies and gents, we are back on the Headley Group Real Estate Show. We're highlighting another great superstar today, Rochelle Logan Jones, a real estate broker in the Texas area of our country, primarily Houston and Dallas. She's sharing great tips and insight how she's run her brokerage and the ends of our being a real estate broker. Tune in. Hello, ladies and gents. This is Mike Headley on the Headley Group Real Estate Show. This is a podcast designed for real estate professionals who's thinking about getting a career in real estate or who's already been in the business. We'll learn some great tips and tricks from the professionals and the veterans. Continue to tune in. Okay, hey, ladies and gents, how you all doing? This is Mike Headley on the Headley Group Real Estate Show. Like I've always said that when we all said we got a treat for you. Hold your seats tight because we got somebody who's well experienced in the real estate space. She's multi-talented. I mean, what the knowledge we about to get here. She is knowledgeable in the REO space. She's a specialist in acquisitions, portfolio, as well as dispositions. She works heavily in the Houston and Dallas markets of Texas. Give a warm welcome to Rochelle Jones. How you doing? Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad hmm. to be here. Now, let me, uh, one thing about our show, we keep it real. Rochelle is, uh, is a good friend of mine. We met in the conference back in 2010, I believe 2009 and 10, back in Dallas. And we've been friends ever since. And when I when I need some insight, particularly uh, 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 in the real estate-owned space, and I said, Rochelle, give me your insight. She got it, always got an answer for me. So um, she will enlighten us with some great expertise, right? Absolutely, I got you covered. So Rochelle, let the viewers know what lured you into the real estate world and what made you do kind of lean, I'm not gonna say lean more towards, but what drew you to the REO space as well? Oh, that's a great question. So prior to real estate, I was a corporate trainer. Um, I traveled. Um, virtually every week, two to three cities and states every week, and um, in the telecommunications industry. And there was a lot of acquisition disposition in that space. And um, the company that I worked for was going through a large merger. Um, and I was thankful enough to serve on the integration of those two companies. And the one thing that I've learned um, in corporate America is that I was um, disposable and it wasn't, you know, basically my work, my gain or my contribution that secured my job. It was the needs of the company, the size of the company and decisions that were made far beyond mine. So I always had an interest in real estate and the last acquisition, I was just like, you know what, if I'm going to work this hard and be away from my home every day, I might as well do it for myself. And at the time, this was 2005 that I started taking my classes and mm -hmm real estate market was booming. You know, if you mm -hmm. had a pulse, you could buy a house. Correct. And so, you know, when I got licensed, I came into a swinging, um, got into the luxury market, doing high-end homes. And then shortly thereafter, boom, the market fell out. Um, if you had told me then that I was going to go <laughs> from luxury to REO, I Correct. would have lie, even if you make Jesus. I would have said, God, you got this one wrong. Exactly. But um, I also ended up getting pregnant and having my daughter. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought that working with financial institutions was going to give me um, more leverage and flexibility with time. It, that, that was not the case, but that was my perception. And so that's when I started 
to explore REO. I had also did some consulting for some teams because of my training background. Mm -hmm. And it was just kind of something, a force that was going to happen at some point. I just was refusing it at first. Mm -hmm. So that, so you said, okay, luxury, had you known that, what was that shift like? Was it just sudden or was it a gradually Ooh, turn? What was that was like? Um, so literally I went from doing like a lot of new home construction. Um, mm. and, um, at the time I lived in Katy, which is a suburb of Houston and it was the fastest okay. growing suburb in the nation. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I did a lot of new construction and, um, relocation, okay. you know, my average price point back in, you know, 2000 in late six oh seven was about mm. four or 500,000 back then. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and then when the market shifted, I, like I said, I got pregnant. I had my daughter at the end of 07 and um, initially I was like, I'm going to stay home and, you know, be a, be a mom. Um, and I did that for a couple of months. And then I started thinking, well, maybe I'll do some of these BPOs that I've seen these teams doing. Okay. Started doing BPOs and then the market just, you know, day by day was falling out, falling out, falling out. Mm -hmm. And this was the good old days of like countrywide, right? Okay. And, so I started monitoring um, the inventory and it just seemed like foreclosures in Texas never really got hit um, as, as vastly as the other states did. Like our mm. at our peak, we were at a 25% default. So okay. we never got the California 50, 60, 70% run. Mm. Um, and I also, you know, learned how to do short sales and, and attempted to do um, foreclosure prevention. Um, there is no thing I thought, you know, I was going to do a little bit of REO and I'll never forget that um, an agent broker said to me, there is no such thing as a little REO. It's like okay. being pregnant. You can't be a little pregnant. And mm. I was like, no, I've got this. You know, I still want to keep gotcha. my face with my okay. location and uh, all uh. um, I was heavy on leasing as well. And um, the truth is, is that the demands and the tasking of REO did not allow me to really focus my energy on other areas of real estate. And so what um, initially turned out to me spending a one year um, in home with my daughter turned into six months with uh, some demands and okay. I stayed home for six months and, you know, did some BPOs during that time. Mm. And then um, did a lot of BPOs, a lot of short sales, and then started going to the conferences and meeting people like yourself, like-minded people that mm -hmm. were, um, eager and I think that's an advantage over some of the more um, experienced agents and brokers at that time because we we wanted it see before before 2006 if you were a REO agent or broker you kind of were thrown into it somebody called uh, you there was no there was no um, benefit you know okay. there was no um, niceties to be an REO agent or broker. But when we came in, things changed and we mm. wanted to be in this space. So we did things mm -hmm. better, to be mm. honest. We did them mm. better. Mm -hmm. you, you know, as you speak of that, as you get so many agents say, hey, you know, I want to get in the REO space, real estate home space. Um, a tr a, the question I want to ask you is when you see a newer broker, a traditional broker, always done traditional all they like, and now they say, okay, this is the new wave. Let me be a part of that. Uh, what would you say that challenge is to that broker? Because a lot of times they think it's easy. So <laughs> it was not. What would you say some of them roadblocks that, that they, they will potentially will be facing? Um, the first one is going to be mindset. 
right? Mm. Um, I think that um, anyone that's never been in this space and, and us included, right? When we Correct. saw the property sale, we were like, man, they're not presenting our offers. Man, they're just getting a bunch of these assets. And we didn't call them assets. We called them listeners. Now Correct. we call them assets. Right. Correct. Correct. But they, all we saw was they had a bunch of listings. They had routines. Mm. You know, how is this possible? Right. So for the, the person that is looking to transition from um, traditional or even to expose themselves, because they may, I'd say, try it. You know, absolutely. If, if you mm. think it's something you want to explore any facet of real estate, you should try it and determine whether or not it's for you. But be fully aware. Like like I said earlier, there is no such thing as a little bit of REO. Correct. Uh, there is a lot of back end and behind the curtain. We are the voice behind the curtain. The mm-hmm. things that you don't see is everything that we had to do before you saw that property hit the market. That's right. You didn't just knock on the door and tell Miss mm-hmm. Smith that she got 30 days, 60 days, mm-hmm. and have to stay on top of her every single week to make sure that you still look good to your client mm-hmm. and your scorecard is still, you know, in, mm-hmm. in great condition. And your performance right. is in great condition because like I said, with corporate America, I was disposable. Institutional, I'm still disposable. I just still have, I have better control of my real estate career. Correct, correct, but, correct. correct. Um, you know, have some financial ability to carry costs, whether it be repairs, mm-hmm. Um, you don't necessarily have to come into this with a team, but once you reach a, a level of production, you are going to need a team. You're not going to be able to do everything yourself. Correct. And there's still some um, very experienced REO brokers who do everything themselves. And really and truly, from an efficiency perspective, you should be doing more growth with your time versus invoicing. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That so. And I don't want to touch too much on REO because again, you got so much skill sets. Where do you see the market going during this whole pandemic, COVID nineteen? Thoughts on that? Oh, that's a really great question, and that is the million dollar question. You know, yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> because um, I literally like read real estate news and, mm. and follow different articles, publications, pods, mm. Um, mm. things of that nature, and right now. It is Pandora's box, to be honest okay. with you. Okay. Um, I get an email one day that says, you know, the housing market is strong. The next day I get an email and it says forbearance is at an all-time high. Mm. Next day you get an email that says forbearance is performing. Um, and then we want to sprinkle into that the legislative um, and government interaction that can put, you know, pause, stops, and holds on everything that we do. Right. So for the first time in my career, and I probably, I, I'm not a know-it-all, but I like to know a lot about everything. If exactly. That, Good know, point. The best way for me to say it, for the first time in my career, I can say that I feel like Waldo. Like, where is Waldo? Mm. I had to make an educated guess as to, you know, what will happen in the next 12, 24 months. Um, I don't think that we are going to see a flood of foreclosures or short sales mm. in the next six months. I think that, you know, number one, the CARES Act had a lot of protection. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, with our new um, change in government, the mm-hmm. Biden and Harris, um, mm-hmm. I believe wholeheartedly that Biden is exposed to the making for the affordable plan that President Obama had uh, made in place. Okay. So while I don't think he'll replicate that. I think that going into this, having some foundational knowledge of where to start, or at least to put a Band-Aid on the situation, because mm-hmm. we have this, you know, whole thing called a pandemic going on. And so this is a product of the pandemic. 
mm-hmm. but it's not the pandemic. And so as, as those things progress, we've got the vaccine, we've got some confidence. You know, I think a lot of it will have to do with Wall Street, what direction Wall Street is going. Is it growing? Is it falling? Um, and so in addition to that, I read an article which was very interesting because last year the projection, you know, we were like, oh, yeah, we're about to, you know, get rich and die. Right. All these foreclosures because we know historically behaviors of forbearance are predictable and those right. won't change those those Correct. people of forbearance Correct. are the majority of them are going to have difficulty coming out Correct. That's that is going to happen characteristics don't change behaviors don't change what does change is the legislative requirements incentives mm. and um institutions that come in and say well we're going to play by this rule today we're going to do it this way mm. today in addition to that, if you look at the last five year span of real estate, you'll see that in nationwide, there's been equity growth. So we anticipated, okay, well, short sales, people are gonna bail out, the banks are gonna give incentives for mm. short sales before foreclosures, and that all makes sense. But it won't be short because there's equity in the home. Right. So right. I think we're a year away from seeing um, any major movement with short sales, and mm. we're about 18 months away from seeing um, foreclosures. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it, just to piggyback on that, I actually I had had Darren on the show, Darren Johnson in the Michigan, uh-huh. and um, I, I, I alluded to the fact that I think last year was like a deep stab, so this year is a healing, so we have to heal from that deep wound, right? And then maybe the next year, then we can get moving again. Yeah, some constructive surgery. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, that's a, that's a great analogy. Let's uh, let's transition to the realty, right? Again, this is a real estate show designed for real estate professionals and people thinking about getting into the business. Uh, new agent getting on board with Ultra Realty. You know, you check them out and said, okay, I like what you got. A lot of times, I think some agents, you know, they kind of feel themselves. Like, I'm a license, so everybody wants me. No, this is a two-way street. What can you, how, how can you compliment the brokers as much as we compliment you, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, you like what the broker has to offer or whether you did a disc test or whatever, some insight that you have to bring them on board. What does them steps look like to get them going at Ulta Realty? So that's, um, I'm not a heavy recruiter. Okay, 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 okay. I'll tell you this because I do get a lot of um, agents asking to join my team. Mm. Um, when I first started Alta uh, five years ago, um, I was with Keller Williams for 10 years prior to that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, when I first started, I was you know, actively recruiting. I had three offices in Texas. I had a joint venture in California. Mm-hmm. So I was actively recruiting. And really and truly, I passed on every piece of knowledge that I have from, mm-hmm. from marketing, short sales, retail, luxury, relocation, REO. Mm-hmm. I taught my team everything that I knew how to do. Mm-hmm. So like anything, and you know, even if you're not great at your real estate career yet, um, maybe you're a parent or maybe you, you have fur babies. Mm-hmm. Um, there is discipline and reward in everything that we do. And mm-hmm. you have to decide which one you want. And mm-hmm. one doesn't happen without the other. Um, mm-hmm. And I used to tell my daughter that when she got a spanking. Discipline and reward, you choose. Like, you know, I'm mm-hmm. having to come in with this belt. It, it's not because of something that I did. Correct. Right? And so um, I think as, a, as someone that is new or looking to make a change in career, our needs are all different. And so when people say, you know, they ask me, you know, what's your split? And I said, tell me how that correlates with the opportunity. Exactly. 
what's your split? Mm-hmm. First of all, your first question to me is that you're not the right team member for me, period. Mm-hmm. Um, Great point. And, and because, and then I've, I've had very low turnover, like statistically. That's good. Uh, they say that, you know, agents stay with a, a firm one to two years. My agents have been with me since day one. Mm. So I, I've, I've had a loss of uh, three, maybe four agents in total. Mm. Um, and I think it's because of the opportunity. So you have to, and that opportunity varies from person to person. Right. Sometimes there is time to go. Sometimes it's time for you to take flight. Correct. Uh, Sometimes it's it's time for you to continue to manifest and build your own so that you're not leaving to go from nest to nest, but that you're taking a few branches to build your own nest along the way. Um, So your opportunity should really be defined. And and when you ask someone what they're looking for in a firm, if you say, you know, commission, leads, mm, it's not, I'm I'm an opportunist. I want to give you the skill set to be successful for the rest of your life, as long as you're willing to do the work. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you touched on so many points there. I, I, I've always compared it to, this is a marriage. Like it's not what everything, what the company can do for you, right? But you're, it's like, you haven't displayed nothing. Cause I know what we can do. You haven't showed me anything based off of you telling me of what, how, you can make your business better and also that reflects on the company. I don't, so I'm taking, I'm taking the gamble. I bring you on board, right? So when you, like you said, you started with split. Well, what, how much business are you bringing in? What skill sets you got? Do you mind cold calling? Do you mind door knocking? Like, well, like, what are you offering to make me say, okay, the split is this, but it could probably be that, right? So I just, I digress. I just got, I just no, feel a certain way when it comes to that, you know? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. People used to ask me that all the time. You know, why'd you stay with Keller Williams for so long with that mm. For me, it was because my needs were fulfilled. Mm, needs. But I needed to grow my business, to maintain mm. my business, and to continue, um, it was there. So mm. I looked at a split, and I, I used a term with my team, with my child, and I tell them all the time, you know, don't step over a quarter to pick up a dime. Mm. You can't. I, I mean, I'm just I'm speechless when it comes to because I like I said we share that same um, um, same theme. The fact because we're you know we're brokers. Hey guys, thank you for watching our show. We're gonna interrupt you real quickly. We are in the business of referrals. If you know someone looking to buy or sell residential or commercial here in the North Carolina area, refer us. We really appreciate that. So okay, so now now brokers are part of Alter Realty. You accept them down. They on board. Mm-hmm. Do you believe in, because, uh, and again, we got brokers out there who, because who, I get asked this question, hand-holding an agent up to a certain point, or do you kind of give them a list of things to do? Like, what does that picture look like on day one, week one, for as them to start their real estate career? So I think the one thing that I do different than a lot of brokerages is I do an individual consultation Mm. um, with that person Mm. because your personality, regardless if you're an introvert or an extrovert, Mm -hmm. is a right fit in this industry. Um, And there's um, an agent here, um, Tim Soita, he's a friend of mine, Mm -hmm. very much so um, an an introvert by design. Mm. But he's got like these mascots, Big Tim that goes to open houses and goes and does all these. And and that is his real estate person. 
Mm-hmm. And I remember having conversations with him and I always thought that really, you know, the extroverts do better because they talk and, you know, they're, they're more inclined to engage in conversation. No, you know what? All people and buyers and sellers are either one or the two. You got a 50, one 50 two. Correct. Correct. So I think that um, for me, it's the custom consultation that I do with anybody that I'm even considering bringing on um, to say, you know, wh- what is it that you enjoy doing? What fuels your flame? Mm. You come to me eager and you want you you got you got the fire all i need to know is what continues to ignite you and it might be maybe your background was in technology and so instead of telling you to go to builders and start learning their inventory or go and do open houses that's never going to work for you that's not your personality but when i tell you hey let's get together can you get into the old companies that you used to work with and let's do a, a, a information day um, with HR, or let's go through your sphere and let's see how much they are alike with you. You know, if you're into comics, let's go to, you know, Comic-Con. You know, there's who you are and mm. what you're going to attract, where you're going to feel most comfortable. Excelling is where we need you. Not in the standard short sale, open right. house, right. door knocking, cold mm. calling. That does not work systematically for everybody. It's the individual. And we have to discover where that fuel and that, that that ammo continues to to keep you motivated. Mm, wow. That because actually I was taking notes as you was talking. That's why I said this is so insightful because again I think yeah, you know so many firms do preach on hey do the open house but you have to play the person's strengths and that is so vital. You know? So you said the gentleman uses a mascot to to wow that's interesting. That's kind of unique too. Big Tim, he's so opposite of what success, you know, they used to say in marketing, never have a character on your car. He has a character on his car, okay. but his character comes with a, with a story, his daughter, okay. his daughter joys. So now it's more than just a part mm. of him. It's something that his daughter did. And, and I remember talking to him before he was a mega agent and he's doing a thousand plus transactions every year now. Wow. And he's an introvert. So for someone to come and say, I just don't have the right personality, mm-hmm. it's not your personality that becomes successful in this business. It's your drive mm-hmm. placement. And it's it's your will mm-hmm. to go out and do it your way. It's your way. You know, right. I talk a lot. And I swear, like, when, when I get with an engineer, I'm like, ugh. And they're like, <laughs> I know, right? You know, I'm like, stop telling me how to do this. And he's like, shut the hell up. You know, I mean, right. you know, it just, you know, there there's a right mix. This industry, real estate as a whole, buyer, seller, renters, they're full of people just like us. Mm. And I'm not saying you can only cater to the people that are like-minded or personality-wise, but if you really want to catapult your career, then you have to be willing to go 100 in the space that you're comfortable in. Mm. I, I could tell you to go off the mall, you're going to do it once and you're going to wonder what you're doing there and you're never going to do it again. And while you're there... You're spending the time, but you're not you're not cap- capturing that moment. I could tell someone else they're gonna put on their fly sneakers, they're gonna go out there and talk to everybody, and it's gonna be a different experience for them. Mm-hmm. So it's really about honing in on the right environment for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. I love I that. Had an agent that came to me, um, and he's one that left, and I'd love to have him back. And when it when he left, it was kind of time for him to go. Okay. But he came to me, he had been licensed for three years and had never sold a home. He was very much so an introvert. And I said, well, tell me what you did before. And he told me, and, you know, I said, well, what do you do in your free time? Mm. Well, where do you spend your time? Correct. Well, if you could 
have five hours a day to do anything in the world that you wanted to do, what would it be? And we built his entire plan around those things. Mm. Within 30 days, he had his first house under contract. 30 more days. He became, I used to do, um, prior to the pandemic, I, I did an annual cruise for my team and my top okay. mm -hmm. And he had never been on a cruise and had never been a top agent. Oh, wow. wow. It just brought him out. And that confidence then said, okay, now I can try something else. Because he was boldly confident with what he was already doing, which was what worked for him. Wow. But, you know, just to touch on that, I've I got this thing in my mind where that says confidence yields results. Because I, I just think and go back to the mindset, people are just so, whether what would matter what's going on in their head, it's, you, you, you get over that hurdle, oh man, then you can, you, you can take down the world, right? So I see transition, I see that, and, and I don't want to over talk, but you are the master broker in the NRBA network. Am I not correct to say to Texas? I, I was for many it was. Okay, uh -huh. okay, but, okay. Um, but I'm actually on the board of directors. Um, so um, I do still serve the NRBA, but I'm on the board of directors now versus the master broker, but still very hands-on and actively involved. The reason why I said I see the black in the back. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Exactly, you see the black in the back. And actually, uh, let's talk to Jade, and we're going to get her on the show. <laughs> um, so, okay, so, I mean, you like this with so much great stuff. What I want to do is ask you, okay, luxury specialist, transitional REO space, building your team. Do you mind? How many brokers do you have? How many agents do you have? I have five in Houston and five in Dallas. Five and five in Dallas. So you don't kind of go back to my questions a little bit. You don't do the hand holding. You set them up and they flourish. So. Right. Pretty, pretty much. And I've got top producers. Um, mm. All of them are equally trained, equally um, and, trained. Yes. and exposed to mm. um, everything that I have. Even now, if I read an article, I send it to them and say, hey, guys, it's a great read. Um, I can probably name call who actually is going to read it. Um, and it correct. shows the results every month in transactions. Correct, correct, um, correct. And, um, you know, identifying, you know, um, whose skill set. And even for your, your, um, your lowest performer, you know, there's these, you know, theories about, you know, the 80-20 rule and how you should focus on, um, you know, catering to your middle. Um, I think everybody needs a little bit of attention. Correct. But I also think that everybody needs full disclosure. And mm. so I'm very open and, and transparent. So when I say, hey, listen, you know what? You haven't sold anything. What have you done? Okay, so last, last month we went over this, this, that, and the other. What have you done? Well, okay, well, when you're ready to step into the role of performing, let me know. I'm still here, but I'm not investing any more um, time, effort, energy. I'm not kicking you off the squad, but I'm not putting you in the game. Mm, I like that. I, I, I got this thing I, I say to myself, I shouldn't have to chase you <laughs> to put food in your mouth, right? Like, again, equal thing. Meet me where you are, and I'll help you as much as I can. Right? Mm -hmm. I can't. That's crazy to me, right? You got your real estate license, so it can look pretty on your wall. You got to do it in the use, right? Right. Uh, I digress. Right. All right. right. So, uh, um, transition, 10 brokers. You cover the Dallas and the Houston market. Mm -hmm. The market right now in Houston, because I know it's like in big demand out there. People are coming since you're central to the country, as well as Dallas. What do you, so I guess it's anything goes for a certain particular home or you 
price point or which 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 area do you highly focus more so your team um my coined phrase is there is no no mm. in this business right mm -hmm. there is no no now in texas um we are able to actually earn a small commission on leases so for someone that's new entering the business or someone who needs immediate income because this is a business where you know you have to have some reserves in order to um to survive right, right. Mm -hmm. and, and even for us i mean we've been Correct. in a pandemic for a year Correct. right so you know that reserve piece is very important mm -hmm. so here like you know leases actually have a little bit of compensation and you know no matter what market you're in i imagine that they probably have something i tell people that's easy and believe it or not, I've gotten more purchase referrals from the clients that I've placed in lease homes than I've mm -hmm. ever gotten from any clients that I've placed in straight purchases. Um, so we do everything from leasing to, um, we dabble with commercials, not my favorite, but we will do it. Okay. Um, we'll do traditional, we'll do institutional. Um, mm -hmm. When the moratorium um, was first placed, mm -hmm. I immediately went into discovery of, okay, who's not impacted by this? And those are the clients that I started to pursue. A lot of it was hard money um, at the time. And so constantly what I'm looking at is I'm pairing the right now with the tomorrow. Mm. And, and what am I doing today? Mm. Um, because if tomorrow you found out something was available, you're too late. Somebody's already ahead of you. Mm. So you have to take into account the balance of both of those things. Um, for me, I think um, globally, a big part of that is what would be perceived as, you know, we thought short sales, right? Short sales, short sales, short sales. Mm -hmm. Well, now these statistics came out and said they're not really short. Um, they're still technically, you know, in default. And so, mm -hmm. you know, I think my goal is to get get um, home ownership seminars back going on. Mm -hmm. We've done, um, you know, um, first time buyers, um for years right those are always you know great especially if they're coupled with any localized programs or federal programs that help them with the down payment but mm. i think it's time we really do home ownership education mm. and that's for homeowners and i'm talking everything from maintenance on your home to is it the right time for you to refi you have to understand mm. structures when you're going to move you know forbearance we learned i don't know if you know this but, you know, if you file for forbearance and you sell your home um, in less than, I can't remember if it's three or six months, but I'm going to say three just for the sake of it being all, if you sell your home in um, less than before making three payments, you are not eligible to purchase another FHA home the rest of your life. Wow. I didn't know that. We write that down. We, we found hey. that out after a client had already closed and sold their home and we were placing them in another home. So there's, you know, there's that piece. That's, and that's what I mean by, you know, homeowner education, homeowner education. And that includes, you know, foreclosure um, um, prevention. Mm -hmm. you know, what are your options? Um, mm. And, you know, for some people, you know, it, it's, it's only too late because you've ignored your reality. Um, mm. And, um, so it's getting to them and, you know, I've made a couple posts on Facebook and I try to soften it by saying, you're not alone, you know, Correct. this, 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 you're not alone and, and don't be embarrassed, you know, and we can have a confidential conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, but please, we, if not to me, reach out to someone, 
you know, because at the point when we foreclose in Texas, today is foreclosure Tuesday, as a matter of fact. Okay, yes, that's right. I heard about that. Mm -hmm. We foreclose in our biggest county, which is Harris County, has deferred foreclosure. So we haven't foreclosed. Correct. Correct. But um, they're um, not, you know, once that happens, it's too late. Mm. It's too late. So, you know, if I can get to you on, on the 31st, then I'm gonna do everything that I can. And I think that we have an onus to our neighbors, to the industry. Oh, I thought my phone was it's on. It's fine, it's okay. Quick commercial break. If you're interested in a career in real estate or you're a seasoned vet, you might wanna change, new environment. You don't like the atmosphere you're in. The Headley Group Realty could be there to assist you with your career. What do we offer? Great culture, great environment, leads and an awesome commission structure. Let us be there to support your business. One thing, you gotta be in the state of North Carolina. Let's get back to the show. Um, sorry about that. That's okay, um, yeah. I, I, I thought I had to care, you know, that's what I call, especially when I used to train, housekeeping rules. Turn your I know, phone right, off. turn your phone off. <laughs> but this is good um, for the show, we keep it real, it's fine. Right, hey. um, so um, we have an onus as real estate mm -hmm. practitioners to not just, you know, be in our niche of what we do every day, but to make sure that we elevate and, mm. and help maintain the preservation of our neighbors, our neighborhoods, mm. our homes. And, you know, sure, you know, foreclosure is a part of that. It actually is a healthy part of that. Right. Um, and, you know, a lot of times, you know, people don't think so because they see, you know, Ms. Jones, who's been your neighbor for 30 years. But the reality is that um, Ms. Jones couldn't afford to keep her home. Mm. Plain and simply. And so now we need to replace Ms. Jones with Ms. Smith. A neighbor mm -hmm. to be a good neighbor to you, and so that's mm -hmm. how we stabilize um, our neighborhoods. Powerful question, and actually, final question here: Do you do any social media? Because you know, a lot of us, not saying you, we get stuck in this. Nah, that's not me. Which is you have to do, or you will be, I guess, pushed out. So, what's your take on social media by being an experienced agent? It's necessary, and no, mm -hmm. I don't. Um, if I had okay. to say my biggest flaw, it is okay. that. And, um, we got to get you there, Rochelle. I know, I know. You know what? And I, I can make a million excuses. And, you know, like, like my whole thing, I want this thing called, like when you said keeping it real, my whole thing is keeping it real with Ro, right? And, okay. and, you know, I want you to see the real estate. I want you to see, um, and there, there's, a, there's a lot to real estate. Like, Correct. You know, um, number one is even if you have great credit and you have great income um, and reserves, Home ownership might not be for you. You know, we we promote that as the American dream, but who said so, right? Mm. You know, there, you know, I, I just paid my property taxes last week. Oof, and I was like, you know, I should really consider renting. Like I should really <laughs> <laughs> property taxes extreme, I know, right? You know, and um, and so you know, having those things, millennials who don't, you know, want to own right now, mm. you know. If you about your coins, we should still get you something. You should be an investor. You don't have to be a homeowner to be an investor. Correct, so correct, correct, correct. So many different things. And I think that getting to the population, um, you know, I, I love TikTok. You know, I love mm. the recipes. I love uh, TikTok uh, mama who's out there dancing and doing her thing. Correct, 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 correct. with her one day. Um, and I think social media is, what the crap? It's fine. It's giving us... That's a prop, like in a movie. I <laughs> know, right? And, and I can't see that you. means you in demand. That's a buyer or seller. They want to list the property. I'm going to take this phone off the hood. Um, there, um, 
I think it's, we call it social media, but we should really call it modern day communication. Mm, I like that. Modern day communication. Basically, so, you're right. That's what it is. I have to get addiction. I'm old school. I got it. What's, what's this mean? <laughs> no, right. Uh, what's this mean? You know, I don't don't know. And then when I try to be cool and hip and try to relate, my daughter is like, no, mom, no. Don't don't do that. Don't don't do that. Correct, 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 correct. That's got to know that part. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, Rochelle, is there a question that you wish I should have asked you? You want to go for it? A question you wish I would have asked you? You, you got it going on. That's a great question. Let me see. (laughs) Um, I, I would say this, this is a great question for okay. new and experienced agents. Okay. How do I survive mm. the current pandemic? Because whether you're like us, or we're on the institutional side, even on the retail side, the retail inventory is down nationwide by 40%. Correct. So traditional where all the numbers look good and you know, you've got all these statistics from NAR saying staying home ownership is strong. Mm. That's fluff, right? Mm. You're competing for listings. All you're day. hustling for your buyer's contracts to get mm. accepted mm. because inventory is low. So how do you survive this? Um, and my answer to that um, is be relentless, mm. right? be relentless. Um, like, like when we started, I said, you know, when you and I started in this REO, we came in mm. doing things better. Mm. You know what? There's some, somebody right behind us that's willing to do what we do better. Correct. Exactly. There's always I somebody. <laughs> I look for them and I look for what they're doing. Like social media is a big piece, right? It's mm. a huge piece of it. And I'm failing miserably at that. Um, and then I'm also looking at, you know, the relationship side of things, but I do run um, every week. I look at my MLS. I look at institutional foreclosures, new properties that have entered the market. Mm. I look at new construction. Who, you know, what builders are using agents? Why are they using? Mm. Um, because they were chosen for a reason. Mm. And if you want to be part of the squad in a clique, you know, mm. grouped up, mm. be with the chosen. Because mm. unchosen, y'all just talking about what happened yesterday. I need right. to be tomorrow's crew. Mm. And um and and I think just as we um I won't say get older, but we mature Correct. Um, from a career perspective and age. Correct. That we get complacent and we get comfortable. Exactly. There's there's somebody in a class right now. That's right. <laughs> already knows how they're gonna take this thing down. They are motivated. Mm-hmm. And so those are the people that I want to see, follow, and emulate. I want to learn what they're reading that I'm not. I want to mm. see what they see that I don't. Mm. Um, and um, often people will say, I'm going to have to go get a real job, right? You know, I'm going to have to go get a real job. There is nothing more real than the job that we do. Correct. It's real that we come to work. I come to this office every single day. Mm. Pandemic, non-pandemic, I'm here every day. And there's nothing more real than going to work and not getting a paycheck. That's mm. real. That's real. real. With no guarantees. No guarantees. No Straight guarantee. To the closing table. You could be sitting there and until they say fund it. Done everything right. Put in extra hours, OT on the clock. And until I, they fund it. I tell my uh tell my tell the agents at the office, listen, 
Don't count that check until it's in your bank account. I don't care if it's cleared. <laughs> exactly. Don't count that money. Rochelle, we always ask every guest to give two golden nuggets. You mentioned reading a second ago, whether it be a book, scripture, or quote, anything. Give us two golden nuggets for the audience. Oh, two golden nuggets is one is um, you're only as good as I, I don't know what's going on. It's a listen. My phone is off. The, you know what? It, oh, so, as God saying, come get this listen. Um, um, you're only as good as you are willing to be. Um, and. Um, books, a uh, couple that I've read recently. Um, can I cuss? One of them have a bad word. We keep it real. That's what you can cuss. You okay. want to? So, um, the, my favorite book that I just read is How to Make Shit Happen. Mm. And it's an easy read, a day or two, but it you want to talk about nuggets, you you you're, you will get full. And it's cheap on Amazon. Like I ordered it by accident, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, I'm right. And um, let me see if it's on my shelf. I think I may have loaned it out. Um, but it's it's by I believe it's Sean Whalen is the the author I believe. Okay. Um, and it's it's a day two day read. Um, but he jumped in there and it's not even it's not it's not a real estate book by the way. Mm. It's, it's Mindset, professional development. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Mm. And um, it gets gets to your core for sure. Mm. Um, and I, I probably need to pick it up again and, and read it again just as we get into this new year because, you know, we all celebrated January, December 31st, January 1st. We were so glad to get rid of 2020. And 2021 ain't shown a slight bit of change. So now it's time to shake it up and, and make shit happen. Okay, that's it. Let me tell you something. Rochelle Jones with Ultra Realty, the REO acquisition portfolio disposition specialist in that Houston Dallas area we will support her and we'll have all your great information but thanks a lot for tuning in for the Eddie Google Estate Show we'll see you next awesome. time thanks Mike take care hey gang I hope you really enjoyed that show our guests provide us some great tips and insight and please support them on all social media platforms and while I'm saying that support us on all social media platforms and don't forget watch the entire video on YouTube we'll see you next time